Good morning, you beautiful souls, and welcome back to A Dose of Ari. Today, I'm hoping that you're taking care of your mind, body, and soul. And speaking of mind, body, and soul, and speaking of the I, I want to discuss why I think the ego gets a bad rep. (laughs) So, the thing is that the ego gets a bad rep. It becomes the villain of self-help and we associate it to being entitled or arrogant and that's why we want to get rid of it. <laughs> However, our ego is not the problem here. It's the illusion of self. Okay, Ari, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> and now again, everything I'm saying is just personal speculation based off just observations, things I read and come into a medium with my opinion on this so like when we think about psychologists they they say if we don't have an ego we would become mentally ill because we need our ego to mediate between the unconscious and the conscious between the id and the superego helps us deal with reality (sighs) so the ego causes most of your suffering but it also can save you from further pain the ego is a fraud Okay. The ego is the worst confidence trickster we could ever imagine if we utilize it incorrectly. Because our ego is very curious. Most of us don't realize its existence, yet we are consistently under its mercy, right? However, we usually associate ego with being, like I said before, selfish, arrogant. But our ego is a different thing. Our ego magnifies our best and worst side. And that's why the ego can be a trickster. We end up, for example, buying into this inflated or exaggerated version of ourself. Like the illusionary, excuse me, the illusory self is a seductive fantasy. And that's why we kind of succumb to our ego. Like, for example, we hold it, we hold it in the palm of our hands without any resistance. The ego hides in places that you don't look within itself. It's disguised, here we go, right? As thoughts, as feelings. That's why it's a trickster. You believe your ego and then you do anything to keep that illusion alive, right? You you desire to be the smartest. You want to be the best. And when your ego is hurt, we tend to, to, to exercise our ego even more to muffle that hurt. We self-identify with a single aspect of ourselves and we want to preserve that image because it ends up becoming a life or death matter because we are just so afraid of the vulnerability or the pain that is associated when our ego gets hurt. So you want to keep that illusion up. You want to keep it happy, but on an impossible level or an impossible standard, which ends up leading to harming ourselves or others, right? People are willing to lie, kill, cheat, hide, steal to protect those ego boundaries. And then if someone criticizes that, they take it extremely personally. We tend to think our whole whole entire identity is at risk, right? We become self-absorbed. We make everything me, me, me. Even if that's not how we're conducting ourselves, it's in our heads. That's why we have these consistent battles with our thoughts, we are so much, our mind is so much stronger than we think. Our ego is so much stronger than we think. And then that's when we roll over and just take whatever ego is offering us. Because we don't want to believe that our character is in question. And then when our character is in question, it leads to so many other aspects, right? Anxiety, dealing with external stresses is difficult. 
And the thing is, though, the paradox of an healthy, an un, unhealthy ego, excuse me, is that it comes off like a confidence booster. We compare ourselves to others. We create self-doubt. We feel disappointed. We end up being disappointed. And then we pretend things... We, we end up pretending that things like that will always go away. And then if they don't, we become bitter and frustrated. So an unhealthy ego is a fraud. And many people think they know themselves. But statistically speaking, less than 15% are actually self-aware. Being self-centered or having a distortion of who we are turns us into a victim of the illusory self. The ego is I. It's an I-ness. All life has an I-ness. All organisms have an I-ness. Aside from humans, we need something to mediate between our desires, our values, and our beliefs. So having no ego would actually be a disaster. So the problem is not the beast itself, meaning the ego but the role that it plays if we give in to that. Because an I-ness captures our thoughts, beliefs, memories, emotions, regardless if they're good or bad. The ego does have a relentless pursuit of attention and power, but an unhealthy ego is exhausting. So the more we aspire to become better, richer, smarter, especially in this day and age between social media or having your foot on the pedal constantly, We are shadowed by the persistent sense of weariness and self-doubt. You don't need another ego. You don't need to rid your ego. You just need to be you. So by that, I'm saying our ego likes security, certainty, and repetition. It makes us feel comfortable by, by basically reinforcing an idealized version of who we are. And then if something threatens that... We turn it into an enemy. And that's why very ego-driven people engage in consistent battles because they want to protect this fragility and daydream of who they believe they are. So the greatest enemy is your inner perception, not your ego. So you exist, therefore I exist. And that's how the ego, right, is born. So there's a psychoanalyst, a French psychoanalyst, Jacques Lacan, and he developed the idea and the concept of mirror stage, which basically describes the phenomena when a child begins to distinguish the self and others. So encountering one's image in the mirror makes us realize that we're autonomous. So before we recognize our own existence, we begin to see others strongly. And then we want to conquer others, which creates a snowballing effect that feeds passion, aggression, and ignorance. So our ego, yes, it can blind us, and it also makes others blind. But the illusion of self goes beyond having an unrealistic version of who we are. We just want to stick to that image forever. We want to hold the illusion that our self is permanent, but that life is fluid, not rigid. Because we're constantly changing Our existence is not permanent. We can't carry our personality into the next life. So, Western psychology and Buddhism agree that ego is a creation. We must get it out of our head and learn to tame our mind. The illusion of self is like a mask. We wear an identity that's not real. You are who you are when nobody's watching. So, Buddhists, yes, they recommend egolessness as the antidote to deal with the illusion of self. 
like an ego death, right? Most people associate egolessness with, with getting rid of the ego. However, that's a complete misconception. The ego is completely essential to guide our decisions and behavior. Spiritual bypassing is a term coined to describe those that use like spiritual ideas and practices to avoid facing real unresolved emotional issues. So we have to confront our ego instead of running away from it. So you got to let go, basically, what I'm saying is that you have to let go of the constructed ideas of who you are. Because most of those were really created when you were a kid, and then you turned it into something good or bad about your identity. So balancing your ego is accepting all of your sides rather than an exaggerated one. So your ego can't be your friend, but you have to know how to utilize it correctly. Again, balancing your ego, then inflating it. Because again, it's meant to be the mediator. Your ego is meant to be a mediator. The ideas that like we've constructed about ourselves are, are so fixed. Most people overreact anyway to criticism because they've built their reputation on an idealized trait. So if people dislike it, they feel like their whole identity and character is going to collapse. So everybody, at least to a certain extent, I don't care what anyone says. We'll do whatever we can to protect our illusion of self. And then when we experience something that's unpleasant, that might hurt our idealized identity, we fight back. So being more mindful is essential. Mindfulness helps us neither cling to what's pleasant nor condemn what's unpleasant. We don't buy into the illusion of the ego, but you can separate the stimulus from your emotional reaction. You choose how to react, not your ego. So turn your ego from enemy to friend. You gotta stop being at war with reality. We must flex the ego. When I say flex the ego, I mean letting go of our idealized self, we become free. So conversely, when the ego runs our lives, we suffer. The me, me, me approach is exhausting. Expecting the world to revolve around us is basically impossible. So empowering and observing the eye helps make room for self-reflection and watch yourself from a distance. So it's confronting all aspects of who you are, especially the uncomfortable ones, the ones that seek validation from social media, right? The ones that seek reinforcement every chance they can to inflate the ego, to protect the illusion of self, the imposed identity that we've created. So observing your thoughts rather than buying into them Let go of perfectionism. Buddhists, right, tell us to watch our mind, to observe our thoughts without judging. Mindfulness is the ability to be present, to be with what happens in the here and the now. A journey to abandon the illusion of self for the sake of well-being and happiness. So egolessness doesn't mean to get rid of the ego, but the illusion of self. Undo all those old negative thought patterns that no longer serve you. Undoing habitual patterns that we've developed for years. And like I always say, your triggers are your teachers. Why is that bothering you? Why is that pissing you off? Why do you feel insulted by that? Where is it coming from? What's the source of it? How can I react better to this? Where it also won't hurt another person, but also will allow me to be more kinder to myself. So we liberate ourselves from the anxiety to defend the illusion of who we are. Yourself is very fluid. We are not fixed people. The illusion of the ego means that our identity is like a finished product rather than a work in progress. So look at how your looks change over time. 
right? If you look at an old photo of yourself from different moments, you'll be like, wow, I look, I look different. Your personality has changed or your lifestyle has changed. Are you still the same? Have you changed, right? Fluidity means just integrating things that, both things that are different and the same. Everything changes. So, no person, right? There's this quote that I really like. No person ever steps into the same river twice. For it's not the same river and one is not the same person. That's the paradox of understanding, like impermanence. Things that are just not concrete. Fluid. They are fluid. So... We are always going to be facing ourselves, but the antidote to the illusion is facing your true self. You can't take yourself too seriously. You're fluid, not fixed. Other people are not your enemy. Stop trying to be perfect. Love yourself, not the image that you work so hard and exhausting that is exhausting to create. And being vulnerable is a strength. The ego is not the enemy. The idealized image of yourself is. Okay? Defending an illusion is draining. It's fucking useless. So basically, I'm going to leave you with this. Stop pretending. Start accepting. Okay? And get rid of the illusion of the perfect self.